are listening to Fit Convos with Janelle and Debbie. This is Janelle Nicole, owner of Cardinal Muscle Performance. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Cardinal Muscle Performance and on Facebook at Cardinal Muscle Performance. And you can find me personally at Janelle Nicole underscore athlete on Instagram. Also, Janelle Nicole on Facebook. But here's Debbie. Hi, I'm Deborah Hammett, and I am the owner of Serious Results Personal Training in Flower Mound, Texas. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at Serious Results. On Facebook, Serious Results Personal Training, and then me personally on Instagram, DMZ Hammett. Okay, so on that note, we're gonna hear a message from our sponsors and then we're gonna get started. Fantastic. Good morning, Debbie. Good morning, Janelle. Oh, we have new microphones. And they are the coolest. They really are. Like, you probably can't hear that, but they have like metal bottoms now and they, you can hear us equally and they're I clear. Think so, yes. We did a test run. Which we normally don't really do very yeah. much, which is probably why it sounds like this. <laughs> we need a test where you can just go dive right into it. It's brand new. It's like writing drafts for a paper. Who does that? Yeah, this is no improv. One. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. That's good. Because it actually sucks. Sometimes, sometimes it's great. Sometimes there's cricket sounds in the background <laughs> and there's no nothing. Nobody's saying anything, laughing or anything. Um, so what's going on? Tell us updates. What's Oh, we're gonna do that too. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. We didn't talk last time. We didn't do updates last time because we had Kyle. Oh right. Yeah. Well, I don't have any updates. Excellent. Well, I guess. you. No. We found out that your daughter is a savant. <laughs> <laughs> so, I didn't laugh. That was Debbie. <laughs> so, so my youngest is just over two, and she's in gymnastics class. So you know, uh, tumbling or whatever they want to call it, but. Um, but, organized running around crazy. Yes, semi-organized. <laughs> oh, goodness. And um, she's excellent at the bar. Like, she can hang from the bar. She can do a pull-up or a chin-up, really. She can, you know, balance herself, hold herself up atop the bar there where her hips are at the bar and her hands we are We need to right maintain there. this forever. Oh, yes, 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 yes. And she loves it. I mean, so she she can swing. She can kip. Oh, nice! Yeah, just naturally she kicks. And you're like, that one's and, mine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and her coach is always saying, she's really strong at this. And her coach is like, you know, we have a hard time teaching three-year-olds how to do this and da-da-da. So, so that's very cool. Um, but then the the idiot part for an idiot savant comes in where she cannot walk zigzag through cones. And we tried several times and she would pick up the cones and try to stack the cones or she would just walk down one side of the cones or it was so it's not an actual <laughs> coordination issue it's an attention issue yeah i think it's just a misunderstanding of what was really expected of her where she's like i i don't see what how what y'all are asking me to do is how it's better than what i'm <laughs> right i would far <laughs> rather stack these cones i feel like i'm accomplishing more <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're just walking around them. I'm cleaning up. <laughs> <laughs> so, so anyway, that, that, that's the main update. We we'll get the interview with Goldman Sachs supposedly next. Uh, I, see, I try to do it next Monday again. It's August 1st. Oh, August okay. 1st. It's not a Monday. It's, it's a Thursday. I want to think about it as the first day of the month, which it is. And I want it to I, be a I, Monday. I want it to be a Monday. So, so whatever. Um, Fine, be that but way. the lady came back to me and said, hey, I don't have a document saying what your percentage of ownership is 
in the company. Like it's 100%? Well, I mean, my husband and I own it together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm like, I don't have anything that specifically says that. And they gave a bunch of documents that have that. But we are not the type of business that has those kinds of documents. Interesting. Yeah. So I had sent her, you know, they have our tax returns. They have our articles of incorporation. Da, yeah. Da, they have everything. So I'm like, I don't know what else you want me to do unless you want me to type something up in Word and send it that over. It should be in your um, organization. What is that page in your book? It's a page of the book. It talks about <laughs> it's like... A page the, in the book. The, it's in it. It's... The membership and list of the managing yeah. members or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't have a percentage. It has us, but it doesn't have a percentage. Wouldn't that be an assumed hundred? If it's I just guess. two? Yeah, I don't I, know. I, yeah, I don't know. Was a lady. Yeah, <laughs> at least fifty fifty. But either way, yeah. If he dies, it's all mine. If I die, it's all his. Yeah, I mean, so. isn't it technically you're a unit once you're married? Yes, I would think so. And especially in, te- in Texas. In Texas, for sure. Right. Oh, yeah, so I don't well, get it. Well, maybe so, in New York it's not. So then my... <laughs> it's New York. Yeah, well. <laughs> and so anyway, it makes me wonder if I will even still get to interview because of this one little glitch. What? Mm-hmm. I literally didn't put so. two and two together. <laughs> so we'll see. Yeah. I'm mad about that. We'll see. She hadn't she hadn't responded yet because I told her we don't have anything and I'll be happy to type something up if you want me to. Right. And get it notarized. I don't know. Yeah. But <laughs> I own this 100%. <laughs> yeah. I'm a notary too. No. I'm not. But uh, yeah. So we'll see. She hadn't responded. Maybe she's doing some research to decide if I don't know what huh. I need. Interesting. Yeah. So there we go. So I have an idiot savant child. No, she's not really an idiot at all. She's She's very smart. <laughs> so th- w- this is exciting because the first thing that I heard about Amber, or the, I guess the last thing that I heard about Amber in gymnastics was uh, her inability to walk in a line. <laughs> that was her first couple <laughs> of classes because she had never been in a structured environment before. Right. And so, yeah, she was wandering around looking at everybody like, what are, what are y'all doing? Why, why, are we, why are we standing in a line? And she would just wander around. You know, she would stay with the group, but she's right. just wandering around like a like a puppy along with you, you know? <gasps> and so now, they're instead of walking in a straight line, they want her to zigzag, whereas that's what she was doing we before. We literally just <laughs> talked about this! That's all I can picture. So this was... So when I hear about this, I don't have a good concept of time. So I don't understand... Like, I know kids grow up really fast, and I don't understand... Oh, if she can't walk in lines now, you know, she can't walk in lines, obviously now. (laughs) No, it's not how this works. So when you're like, oh, she can do all these things. All I have in my head is Is that she can't walk in a straight (laughs) line. (laughs) She learned that one pretty quickly about, oh, okay, this is a line. And now she's also at the point where she always wants to be at the front of the line. And yeah. So I was like, this is amazing. (laughs) It's been months. This has been been forever. That's not, it wasn't like yesterday. That no. she can't. It's like, wow! <laughs> I'm just bad at it. I don't do all those things. That's um, okay. This has been a bad adulting week. For you? Yeah. yeah. Like, I've had to do adult stuff, and I don't like that. Yeah. Like, that's why I've stayed single forever. So that's not why necessarily bad adulting, but a heavy load of adulting? A heavy load for me. I'm a spoiled brat. Like, I'm aware of that. I have purposely spoiled me. My life oh, is okay. spoiled, spoiled by me. So, I don't, you know, I get my nap. Yes. You know, I 
never have to have my phone on anything but silent. I take my bath every night. I like I don't <laughs> I don't really have I have a lot to do. I'm good at condensing all of my work into the times when I'm like I am working, so I'm not always working. Mm-hmm. I have to answer messages here and there. But and my house is really like it takes care of itself. I have landlords because I don't own a house. I rent it. So I have Oh, this is broken. Somebody comes out and fixes it. Like, I'm right. a spoiled brat. My car, like, nothing really ever happens with my car. And I can just be like, oh, it gets fixed. <laughs> so I had to fix my fence today or yesterday because my dogs have learned that it's falling down or that it's not very sturdy, which I was unaware of, really. I mean, it looks like a set fence, but having had to fix it yesterday, I have realized now it, like, if I touch it, it moves. So that's mm. not that's Yeah, not that's great. not preferred. No. No, I thought that you had your fence repaired some time ago. So I have, I am surrounded by neighbors. So sure. my fence share, I share fence with four different neighbors. Oh, okay. I have my one neighbor, the one who mowed my lawn once, mm-hmm. Jody. He has like, a fifteen thousand dollar fence. Like this fence is eight feet tall. It has. I mean, I don't know what to call it on a fence, but it's crown molding. Like right, it has okay. it on the top, and it has like a almost like um has like a concrete bottom with a, like a reinforced bottom of the fence oh, and stuff. Like okay. super fancy. Yeah. Luckily, I get to share it, so <laughs> right. that, never have to worry about that fence. Then I have the fence that just got replaced by my creepy neighbor. Mm. So, anyway. And then my other neighbor, that was the back corner neighbor, some of it shares their fence. So, they replaced this little L, which is one whole side of mine and then a little percentage of the back. Okay. So, that's new and that's nice. Okay. It's not great. I don't really know why it was $1,400 or whatever it was. Fences are stupid expensive. I But I looked at it and I looked at, so now having fixed my own fence <laughs> I'm like, I, I mean I probably wouldn't do it by myself but I could probably have someone help me Yeah. who knows what they're doing Yeah. and do it for way cheaper. Like mm-hmm. the percentage is stupid how much cheaper and how much less time because uh, it took them two days to do this little section of fence. Oh. That is and there surprising. was a lot of, there was a lot of napping. There's a lot of people just sitting in the <laughs> shade. It's hot. It was hot. It's not hot these days. But this I would want to get out of the sun. unusual sign. summer right now. Anyway, so I, anyway. Anyway. But now going You've through the process. You repaired your fence this week. Me and CJ, my friend CJ repaired the front fence with me so she's much better at these things i am very pouty i don't like manual labor (laughs) Uh, yes and so but it worked out it is now fixed it has rabbit wire across 75 percent of it i need a little bit more to finish the fence has cinder blocks against it so now it looks like a prison so that's always fun perfect yeah <laughs> so now i need to get i need to plant stuff in my cinder blocks so it doesn't look oh, so okay. prisony yeah yeah and i've heard dogs i've done some research dogs don't like lavender apparently so i want to plant some lavender to further distract them from being there and what i also oh, learned okay. is that i have a lizard family 
that mm. live, and they're really cool. Like, I really like them. But I have, like, a lizard family of, like, six lizards that mm-hmm. live in my little uh, cinder blocks or run around and eat the bugs and stuff because there's mm-hmm. a lot of bugs that get in there. And, and I think that's part of, like, the dogs chasing stuff, like, Probably, through the fence. Yeah. And they're pro- and now that they know they can get through it, they're just, they're like, fun! Chew toys! And a new world! And I'm yeah, like, right? and they're like, oh, what are you people doing here? That's their yard. You can't go there and bark at them. Arrow's barking <laughs> at them in their own yard. Anyway, so there's that. So I didn't get a nap yesterday, so I'm really just tired and kind of out of it and... Not out of it. I'm delirious because I don't feel tired, which is not good. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That's the adrenaline is making everything operate right now. Yeah. My body's like, she's obviously going through some shit. We need to have her ready. We are ready to fight. Yes. We can take on anything. Yes. So that was that. And then um, I've had a very steep uptick in my remote business, which is good. Oh, uh-huh. which is a very good thing. But I get stressed about it when new people start because I want to make sure everything goes right and onward. Yes. When they're, well, it's a bit more effort when you have new people as well. Yes, getting them started. So that's additional time, additional brain power. Yes, yeah. and setting their expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And making sure they kind of know what's going on. When I have my people, like it flows, it's good, mm-hmm. it makes sense. And then I have, if I get like four new people in a week. And it's not even about them being trouble and the trouble of working. It's literally me wanting to make sure that it is a good experience for them. (laughs) I can relate. (laughs) It's so stressful. Yes. (laughs) Because most people haven't done remote services of any sort. So they don't know what to expect. And then they're like, well, am I like, listen, first of all, it's remote. I'm not there. So you have to tell me a lot of things. So you can't. I'll check in with you, I'll pop in, I'll say whatever, but I can't see if you're struggling with something because I am, again, not there. So there's just a lot. <laughs> um, but I And I like communication, and if I don't get communication from a client, then I'm even more stressed out, especially yeah, with the new one. Yeah, Because I'm like, am I helping you with everything that you right. need? But I've sent you everything, right. and I've asked you if you're okay, you just haven't responded. Yeah. Are you upset and you don't want to tell me? Yeah. Is there something more I can do? How can I make this successful? Yes. Yeah, I get it. I so get it. that has been literally the last week, I think, I've onboarded five mm. people, which is a lot. But it's good. It'll be fine. Yeah. Literally in two weeks. <laughs> yes. But at first, I just want to make sure everything's okay, and so there's that. And again, not bad stress, good stress, good just stress. still stress. And it's still adulting. Still adulting. And my, I have started a new uh, program, a new strength phase, which I kind of talked about a few weeks ago. Still in the beginning because obviously it's a 15 week phase. I'm still overwhelmed by a 15 week phase. That, so that overwhelms me. But the way that I'm lifting, you'd think it was an eight-week phase because I am squatting literally every day, and it's heavy every day. And even in the notes of my programming right now, it says, (laughs) depending on how you're feeling today, this is, you're going to do this rep scheme, but if you don't want to go up, you don't have to go up this week. I'm like... This is going to be bad. Yeah, they know. (laughs) So I actually, and it's not even, and again, because of the increased load and volume, 
I have lost two more pounds. So I am still, like, I still have, I have to eat more again. <laughs> I told Kyle, I was like, I lost two pounds. He goes, what? Because <laughs> he sees I eat all the time. Right. So he's just like, we'll eat more. I'm like, Hunger <gasps> needs a pizza. So, probably. Probably. Quit it with the chicken and the sweet potatoes and go get you a pizza. <laughs> I need you to come with me. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have one slice. To like teach me. <laughs> yes. You eat another one. You can do this. You can hire me as your eating coach. Not a nutrition coach because I'm not going to worry about the actual nutrition. I'm no. just going to get calories in you. Pay way too much attention to that. You do not. <laughs> And so, I mean, this is something that's relatable for, uh, you know, sorry, but teenage boys that are ah. trying to put on mass, yep. they, their, their metabolism is so fast and they run so, so hot all the time that they cannot eat enough to keep up, especially mm. if they're in a sport. Yeah. Forget it. No. Forget it. And they'd say, well, I'm eating a lot. Well, yeah, but you're not eating enough. Yeah. Are you where you want to be? Cool. <laughs> right. you're not eating the way you need to eat. <laughs> right. And it's the same here. And I'm just like... <laughs> so you're like a, a teenage boy who plays football. Yeah, that's me, and I kind of look like one. So <laughs> a little smaller, I but mean, yeah, far prettier. <laughs> Let's hope. Fingers crossed, and smell better. That's the main thing. <laughs> yes. yes. But so yeah, like it's it's it. It's a the struggle is real, as they say. It's the it is. People are like, oh, it must be a horrible problem. It is the exact same as if you are a chronic overeater. You, mm -hmm. I have to, I have to think about it just as much as all yes. of anybody who is trying to lose weight, because it's not a natural thing for me. Obviously, my natural thing is right. to eat under or what I need to maintain. Yes, maintenance. So yes, absolutely. If you're, if you consistently eat over, you have to train yourself to eat under. I have to do the opposite. <laughs> and it is equally hard. Right. And I sit and I plan and I <laughs> do. And I even like this week I have eaten at Edison, like their tacos and everything, three days because <laughs> I am too lazy. I was too lazy to prep my food. But my food was probably fewer calories than what I've been eating. Yeah. And I still lost two pounds this week. Like, so I have to go through and probably just add more to each meal for right now but yeah but i i eat, was eating more <laughs> so i was eating my 3000 and then i just adjusted it to eating more and i am now losing weight and that's probably because i put on more mass and i'm trying to i'm like very badly adapting to this weight program because i am so sore so i have to eat even more uh-huh. Yeah. That whatever this new program is, it is taxing you enough that <laughs> that you need to eat more. Yes. <laughs> and for whatever reason, like it's just as heavy on my upper body. Like I'm still benching and rowing and doing pull ups and stuff. My body's like, let's not give it to our legs. Well, it's not enough. <laughs> but it just like, or I'm well, just the nutrients go there first as you swallow it down. They... So it's like we have nothing left for your legs. So bad. I had to leave out skaters and um, kettlebell single leg deadlifts the other day because oh. I was like, I won't be able to recover from this. Like, oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. And that was after squats. I think it just squat snatches. Like a huge long complex that I did yes, forever, just like yes. kept going. Um, that and then back squats, but yeah, 
I was like, hmm. if I try to do this, I will not be able to walk tomorrow. <laughs> and I was barely walking <laughs> today. So, so, yes. Um, but, yeah, that's, those are my updates. That was a long time. But we kind of addressed it with some of our stuff. Yeah, that's good, though. Yeah, and well, and it takes me into something else that Randy did suggest mm. is uh, when it comes to eating. So he's trying to lose weight. Okay. And uh, he says, you know, I've been eating the foods that I'm supposed to be eating. He said, but sometimes I would go over, if he's hungry, he would eat more chicken or whatever it was that's on his meal plan. So right. he's not eating cookies, but he's eating healthy Ah, overeating. I heard a little snippet of this yeah. conversation. And so I said, he said, you know, is that a problem? I said, well, your goal is to lose weight, right? And he said, yes. So then, yes, it's a problem. Because if you're still over consuming in calories, no matter what those calories are made up of, you are not going to lose weight. Yeah. And so that, I hope that it hit a light bulb. Does he have any him. idea how many calories he burns during his workouts? Yeah, we track him. Because I feel so like he probably has a high metabolism for being He's weird. pretty close to 1,000 calories each workout. Yeah. 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 So, so I mean, his, his meal plan, you know, takes all that into consideration. But he's, yeah. not, he's not as consistent with it as he needs to be. I mean, and obviously, we've learned now from his <laughs> overeating on chicken or whatever it is right. that he's overeating on that's still not helping. So Randy likes to go way off the rails and then let us know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's He's, yeah. like, off in the woods chugging with his train, and, yeah. and you can't see the tracks anymore. And then he's like, hey, coach. I'm going to let y'all know that <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm over here in the woods, <laughs> but I'm coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I'm heading back that direction. Okay, thanks. We'll see you in a week. <laughs> but, yes, so he's, it's funny. It's I mean, it's funny for me, but I'm sure it's really frustrating for Debbie. <laughs> I feel like I've. I've, I've grown numb to it. <laughs> there you go. I think at some point you don't have a choice. Yeah. When he when he asks questions and when he's engaged, I, I am here and I am ready to help. Yes. But then it's like, okay, buddy. This is, this is the same thing that we've discussed 18,000 times. Yeah. yeah. I love Randy's light bulb moments because it's usually the same moment every week. Yeah. Ah! Yeah. And you can always hear it. You, yes. you hear the light bulb turn on. <laughs> and you're really hopeful. You're like, oh, and then it's something that you said six weeks ago. Yeah. Or repeatedly, every, you know, for the past five years. But, you know. Debbie's not bitter at all. When, <laughs> this is when I remind myself that when the student is ready, the teacher appears. I love you. <laughs> like, he just wasn't ready. It took all those times prior for his brain to be ready to receive that message and that's fine we, we all come to it in our own and pattern that's fine <laughs> <laughs> i remind myself that it is fine <laughs> uh, so we pulled our people because debbie and i have probably like and this is no exaggeration probably seen each other five minutes this entire week mm -hmm. so um we didn't we pulled our people this week of or this hour yeah, Today, within the last hour. Within the last hour about what they wanted to hear about. Because they're usually pretty good compasses for us. Mm -hmm. um, today they were not. But no, <laughs> they were. Those are their ideas. <laughs> well, well the top hours. Yeah. This is us talking for three minutes. Yes. And then, so, <laughs> wow. and then. Um, that's Janelle's idea. Well, I think it's because. I just because sit here and go, uh-huh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> we, 
I think we think way up here. And then fair. the people's questions are way down here. Very fair. So we like to hear from you guys because... Yeah, because when we when uh, Jessica suggested the free weights versus machines, I was like, oh, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Because to Janelle and I, that's just sort of basic and, you know, whatever. Yes. So thank you, Jessica. Thank you, Jessica. Topic one. <laughs> it's free weights versus machines. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and why we might use them or... I know that there's some vilification of machines mm-hmm. by people who only use free weights and probably vice versa. I think yeah. that people who only use machines tend to be more afraid of the free weights. Um, but they're all good and all have their purpose and should be used. Should They should all be a part of someone's fitness routine. Yeah, just know why you're using them. Mm-hmm. It kind of goes back to when we discussed if your trainer has no idea, if you can't ask them at any point in their session why you're doing what you're doing, fire yeah. them. <laughs> yeah. So it's the same thing with free weights versus machines. It should be a purpose. And a lot of times, like I strongly encourage um, free weights for those who are comfortable with movement. Mm-hmm. If someone is absolutely brand new to the gym, they have no clue what anything is, then I would probably start them on a machine just so they can start to get used to this is the movement pattern that we are looking for because they're far more isolating in general. Uh, and then, of course, progress to the dumbbells and barbells and that sort of thing when they can have a little bit of a mind-muscle connection going on there. Um, but, uh, I mean, I say that, but I've started brand new people on dumbbells too. I mean, you can. You <laughs> yeah. can have some people. Yeah. There are people that will come in and you can say, okay, I need you to pick up your right foot and they will lift their arm up over there. <laughs> yes. Not, not an exaggeration in any way, shape, or form. Yes. So, and those people, I'm going to put you on a machine so that I can tell you this machine is to work your chest. Mm-hmm. There's no other thing you can do with it. Yeah, you, you can only press out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so when I say I need you to activate these muscles, as I'm going to need to later with dumbbell presses, mm-hmm. now I have there's you cannot do this wrong. You that you press out. That is what we're doing right now. You have to think about anything else. You don't have to keep your core tight or anything like that. <laughs> all I, right. This is all I need you to do right now. I need you to press out. Yeah, and, that and you'll can know when it gets the nice feedback when the weight moves. Yes. they have done it correctly. <laughs> You're pulling. Stop. I need you to stop that. <laughs> oh have you been? Yeah. <laughs> have you been on the ab machines? It's like a double crunch ab machine. I, yes, I've seen it. I and this was years. No, this is years ago. But also, I was relatively new but felt very experienced in a gym setting. Right. And so I'm like, oh, I'll do some abs. So I go over there and I get on this machine. I cannot make it move. Oh, no. I put it on the lightest weight possible. I don't know what I was doing, but I obviously was not contracting my abs. Right. Because it would move very easily. And when I did figure it out, I was like, oh. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm supposed to do. That's... That's why I do not have abs. <laughs> it's just you on this machine making all these faces and nothing struggling. else is happening. <laughs> it was, I, oh, it was such an embarrassing little struggle, but but I got past it. It was one of those where you look around and like, how many people are watching me do Every this? Every time you see one, you're traumatized. Look <laughs> yeah. away. Look, look away. <laughs> I do get a little bit of stress 
if I go to use one now, <laughs> my heart rate goes up just a little bit. <laughs> you can do this. You can. you can do this. Contract the abs. You were not the girl you were. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. You've grown. Oh, gosh. So, that's, yeah. that's the fun. And that's the benefit of machines is that you can't screw it up. Yeah. You're going to do it correctly if the weight moves at all. You are doing it correctly. Um, and, and it's good when people are rehabbing an injury, too, because then you don't have to, like Janelle said, you don't have to worry about keeping your abs tight. You don't have to worry about anything except that specific muscle group that you're trying to work. And so if you have an injury of some sort, uh, the machines can help you work around that injury or even yeah. work through the injury, depending on what it is. Yes. And if you have a compensation problem like if if no matter what i do with you you are not gonna fire say your glutes and it's always a hamstring thing or always a lower back thing i'm probably gonna need something to keep everything else relaxed to try mm. and fire at that because it doesn't matter it doesn't matter what i do because you that's how you quantify hip flexion is by using hamstrings lower back to do these things so Machines would be incredibly helpful for someone who does those types of things or somebody who cannot isolate their shoulder in any way, shape, or form, and they mm -hmm. always use their traps to do it. Virtually impossible to do with a free weight. Like, right. it is, it doesn't, I mean, I would have to, it depends on how bad it is. Like, you can maybe go to two and a half pounds, I'll do with some of my clients, and they can now figure out to use just dealt. Right. Anything above that. Yes. We have trap activation. And I think that's why my traps are so good. <laughs> right? See? You're like, yeah. We do we do this as a team. I use my traps for everything. <laughs> <laughs> right? So, but I can possibly do that with a machine. I can yes. change the range of motion or there's a lot of different things that I can do. So I like machines, especially for rehab and especially for reteaching same movement patterns. Mm -hmm. I think, I'm not going to name her name. But you had somebody who came in who had monster quads and nothing else. My own client? Uh, I don't know who she trained with. Hmm. I don't um, know. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. So, <laughs> but there was yeah. no other development. No. So, with her, a machine would be really helpful to get that out of there. If I give her free weights, she's just going to use them for everything. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah. So that's something that you can use intelligently. Now, I love free weights in general to build, in general, stability and strength. Yeah. Um, I want a healthy body to be able to use free weights for pretty much everything. I use my machines for specific things. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Yeah, the free weights are good for the stability, uh, getting a balance from left to right, so that using dumbbells, you know, on doing shoulder presses instead mm -hmm. of a barbell press, you have to isolate your arms. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounded weird when I said that, but... <laughs> she's but right. <laughs> each arm is doing the same load of work. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting when you see people who are new to working out and you give them dumbbells and even starting out with light weights, sometimes 
those muscles move all over the place. You want this dumbbell to just move in a straight line, mm. straight up and down vertical line. And sometimes they're, whoa. Yeah. You know, arms wiggling back and forth, left and right, in circles. They're just, they just cannot control because they don't have those little stabilizer muscles strong at all. They're not firing at all. Mm-mm. And the arms are just like, or legs or whatever, going, what are we doing? Yes. Why did you have me do this? Yes. <laughs> And so dumbbells are great for getting that figured out and getting those muscles stronger and knowing what they're doing. What you hear Debbie describing is what you'll see a lot of when someone comes into the studio who has been doing just machines, Mm -hmm. who hasn't done anything else. Like we'll see that from people who have huge leg muscles but can't do a body weight squat. Yes. They can probably yeah. leg press a house. Yeah, they can leg press <laughs> the whole gym, but mm-hmm. but they can't squat. No, no. And those things are important. That's way more important than being strong per se. I want you to be able to move in a strength, in a strong way, in yeah. all ways. Like, I need you to go out in your life and not throw your back out when you close the door. Right. Because rarely in our life are we going to have our bodies isolated into one movement pattern when we need to be strong. Right. And I guess that's where the machines get their bad rap is because technically they're not functional fitness, but they do serve a purpose. They do. And you can work them into a functional fitness program, whatever you want to call it. Multi-modality Ooh, fitness program. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> Take yeah. that with you. <laughs> so, I mean, multi-planner movement. Like, you can do a machine chest press and then do, like, a stagger push-up. Good. There you go. You mix the both of them in. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's okay. It's you don't easy. have to do one or the other. And if you don't know whether you should be doing machines or free weights, do both. Yeah. You can do a lot of different stuff. You could maybe do a machine-based day and then a functional-based day, which I think would actually be really good for somebody working out on their own. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Even, I mean, if, even if you have a training split where you're like, here's my chest day, you know, maybe start with the the machine, chest press machine, and then go to dumbbell incline press or yeah. whatever. It can be any number of combinations. Right. Unlimited. I mean, literally the like... sky is the limit. But, I mean, literally, we say this all the time, but there's really no bad. There's application. That's it. Right. So, if anybody tells you machines are dumb, well, no. Yeah. Like, suck it. My quads suck. I need to do a leg extension machine. Mm Mm-hmm. Because if I try to use it for anything else, guess what? My butt does it. (laughs) (laughs) Which is not a terrible thing. But it's not helpful when I need to do other things that might involve quads. It's a limiting factor. My quad yeah. strength. That's another thing. If you, ooh, good, I'm glad we brought that up. If you find that you are, there's a lot of things that you can do, but your limit. So my back squat is dumb low for where my other lifts are. It's, it's stupid. It's completely in a whole nother realm. That limits 50 other movements mm-hmm. that I do, cannot do cannot do as well as I normally could, I fatigue faster, whatever. My limiting factor is my quad strength, period. So I can't keep doing 
squats and lunges to make my quad stronger because I do it in a different way that I don't use them. Right. Because I squat all the time. Right. So if you have a limiting factor in one of your movements, like let's say, um, let's say you do bench press and your triceps are shit. Like doing more bench press is not going to make your triceps better. You need to isolate them. And if you're not good with form, uh, like keeping your elbows stable or keeping your shoulders back or able to stand up and you're doing a lot of swinging, you're not isolating your triceps. Right. <laughs> your bench is not going to go up because you have a limiting factor. So find something that makes you not move anything else and you are just doing your triceps because it's not that you can't do functional movement. This is something that is behind because of the way that you do things. Mm-hmm. It's holding you back from getting better. Yes. And those other things. Yes. So yeah. So at that point, a tricep machine would be ideal. Not the cable machine. Exactly. But the tricep machine. Yeah. Yeah. We and actually, leg extensions. We watched some of that with the um, arm wrestling videos. We did. <laughs> we never followed up with that. Oh, goodness. Okay. We didn't. That was we so didn't. long ago. Yeah. I wonder if anyone even remembers. Guys. <laughs> okay. Quick breakdown. So, <laughs> we questioned ourselves. We brought up our own question mid-podcast uh-huh. um, a month ago. Two, yeah, a while. A while ago. And we had wondered what the specific workout routine was for arm, arm wrestlers. wrestlers. Professional arm wrestlers. We looked it up. We did. We found a lot of YouTube resources. Yeah. For so many. Arm wrestling workouts. Yeah. And apparently, there are some special contraptions just for this. So they can train. I don't even remember if you it was this. You gotta watch the videos. Up. Yeah, you gotta. <laughs> maybe don't even watch the videos. No, you gotta I watch our. That. You gotta watch our videos so that you can see what Debbie's doing right now. <laughs> oh, well, I don't know that I want people to She's see doing what I'm a lot doing of this. right now. I'm a lot of chopping <laughs> motion. No. Um, so anyway, they had a special contraption where they were lodged into this table, basically recreating. Mm-hmm. The arm wrestling table. Which then we had to go watch that because that was the <laughs> yeah. whole thing. Yes. Oh, and there's little techniques involved in getting your knuckles this way. And, oh, it, it was very, very entertaining. You but get, like redos, kind of like jump balls. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's right. I forgot about the redos. It took us, I don't know, how many, 10 different views of, of different matches where we were like, what just happened? Oh, yeah. We learned that you get a chance to do it without being tied together. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then if your hands keep slipping apart, which apparently happens all very the time. Very frequently, very frequently. Then you have to have your hands tied together and you have a little <laughs> holder Yes, thing. on the table so you can have leverage. Grip. Yes. And the judges, just so you know, look terrified. Like... <laughs> I would be. They have the hands get and then they like and run away. <laughs> They might get punched. <laughs> but. Okay. The point was. Yes. We discovered that there are isolating movements where they're training. And it, it did appear they trained both arms. Yes. So. Which, we wondered if they had one very large arm versus their other. But yes. But they seem to train both of them. Pretty evenly is what we could yeah. tell. The, yeah. I don't know if these guys were like super pros or. But they. I mean, this is what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. They were working out to 
get better at arm wrestling. Mm -hmm. Very sport-specific training. Very. And so, and they would train, like, this specific position. So, grabbing a board. You can't see. That's right. They grabbed a board. board And then balls. Anyway, so, (laughs) the board, they would hold in a full, like, grip, Mm -hmm. right? I don't Mm -hmm. even know what you would call that. Full forearm flexion. Yes. And then do like bicep curls that way, uh-huh. and, like, and the board was attached to a cable. Yes, so it was a weighted board, so to speak. Yes, we were making fun because it's what we do. But they were doing like the little <laughs> half rep things on the ball, their mm-hmm. little pull ups. Yeah, little but they half were pull ups in a weird position. So they were like bent, full flexion of their forearm. Their arm was flexed. And then their pull-ups were small, which we made fun of, but then we probably thought there was a point to that, that there yeah. wasn't full range. Yeah, because they don't use a full range in the match. Right. So they just really needed to be strong through this very short, awkwardly <laughs> positioned range. That made me, like, tear up just watching because <laughs> I don't do grip stuff like that. I probably need to, but it grip is pain, <gasps> so painful. <laughs> like, it looked horrendous. It did. But surprisingly, there wasn't as much rotational work as I thought there would be. Like, humoral rotation. I remember we didn't, I didn't see, and I commented on it. I was like, oh, they do way more forearm stuff Mm -hmm. and bicep stuff than what I would think. I thought they would do more, like, humoral rotation stuff. But they did not, so I was wrong. Well, they did have, they had had that one table that was set up just like their oh. whatever table, competition table. They had the little post, and he was doing something yeah. on that. That's true. But. Yeah, I would anyway. have thought there'd be more. But there was Yeah, that, that was the only one that I remember seeing. Um, they went for a lot of reps with that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like that would just try to be a power... Yeah, Move. like max power. Yeah. We now have Santa <laughs> You need it attached to like a uh, some sort of a measuring machine that would measure yeah. how much power went into that so know. that they would know, I have a 400 PSI, what do they call that something? Slam? Hand slam? I don't know. <laughs> We had the best day watching this, and we were we were fun. like staring at the screen, and people would walk in, yeah, and wonder what we were doing. Arm wrestling, <laughs> no idea where it came from. Well, they should probably listen to the podcast. And they know. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, so actually, that is the recap on that. We were we learned a lot, and really nothing at all at the same time. Well, no, you can't, <laughs> you can't say nothing at all. We won't use it in our day to day. But if there is on Jeopardy, if there is an arm wrestling fitness <laughs> column, yeah. we have got it. We got it. We got it. Well, no. Objects used during training. Board. What is a board? <laughs> <laughs> what is a knob pull up? What is it? <laughs> oh, what was it? Grenade? Grenade? Yes, it was a grenade attachment. That's what they called it, I think. Or was it grenade? No, no, I think it was a grenade. Was it? Okay. It was... We actually looked up what this attachment was because it was a ball type attachment yeah. for the, um, 
What was they? What was they using it on? I know they used it on a pull-up, but they used it on something else too. Yeah, they used it on something else too, and it wasn't just you know the end cap ball that's on a typical cable machine. Uh-uh. It was larger and knobbier, wasn't it? Didn't it have some sort of texture to it? Texture, yes. And so we actually looked that up to see if we needed yeah. to get one for the gym. You can buy them for like four bucks off Amazon. Yeah. Actually, like all of their little attachments were grenade? on there. Grenade? Grenade. That sounds grenade? right, but I feel like I'm wrong. Yeah, I don't know. It sounded good because it looked like a grenade, so it seems logical. I know because I told Kyle and he was like, well, yeah. And I go... Oh, I, he knew. Yeah, he knew what that was. Like, and he knew, how it was used. I don't know about how. I mean, oh, he knew okay. it was a grip thing, but I don't know oh, if okay. he knew. I didn't know it came in an attachment. That was my yeah. thing. I didn't know you could just buy one and like hook it up to a cable machine, yeah. which would be so mean. Maybe we should get them anyway. <laughs> I mean, then we can start training rock climbing kids. Yes, right. Which they're a good time. I've trained them. I trained the um team at summit rock gym their little youth national yeah, team that's pretty cool it was pretty cool they are insane insane how like their warm-up is i don't know 20 fingertip pull-ups oh like yeah that is insane <laughs> yes i but, bet they would be good arm wrestlers you know i bet that would transfer really well i bet it would maybe they have little arm wrestling tournaments for fun probably among the team they were freaks <laughs> like they were you know how each sport has a persona? Little, yes. Little rock climbers kind of little nerds. Like, they're kind of little... Yeah? Yeah, a little... I don't think I would have thought that. I think yeah. I, I would have... A little dorky. Presumed they would be kind of hippie-ish. <laughs> She's thinking. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. Ah... <laughs> <laughs> uh... I think it's with any sport, if you're talking about a really high-level child athlete, mm-hmm. they're all just a little weird. Like, yeah. they're all a little... Because that's all they know. So right. they're, they're... Social little, skills are not really developed, no. but their sports skills are highly developed. Yes. And in general, <laughs> they're very sweet. Yeah. But just little dork kids. Like, it's, mm-hmm. they don't have that kind of douchey... Even the girl I trained was a world champion numerous times in rock climbing. And she, for the... Um, youth because when i trained her she was transitioning into adult so she had 17 was her it was gonna be her last year to compete as a mm-hmm. youth uh, youth yeah. yeah i almost said amateur but Pretty, yeah yeah so um and she super sweet but really didn't have a ton of friends but not because of anything in particular, just because she had dedicated so much of her life to doing the rock this. climbing. Yeah, because she was training six hours a day. Or, yeah. And that, and she was, she was awkward, and she knew. She was like, oh yeah, so weird. She's like, I have to stay with my boyfriend because I'm way too weird to go out and find a new one. <laughs> you know, she would say stuff like that. She's really funny. I mean, I enjoyed her company, probably because I'm weird. But she, uh, but it was kind of that thread because I trained her first and then I got hired to train the team. Well, when I got there, it was kind of the same, everybody has their own personality, but the yeah. same kind of thread, like super sweet kids, really dedicated, really joke around with each other, but yeah. outside of their little group, like yeah. super, Yeah. I mean, for lack of a better term, awkward, but it didn't seem like, it was more like they knew that they had a place where they belonged, so they weren't bummed that they were weird right. and awkward with everybody else. They're like, I don't know, just go to the rock gym. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That's the way the rowers were from what oh, yeah? I could tell. Yeah, they 
very very smart. Yeah. And very very socially awkward. Uh, you know, they but they, they like ruin. Yeah, they together as a group, they didn't seem socially awkward at all. Right. Because they just clicked together. So Aww. yeah, it was fun. It was fun, and they, these kids were fun. They were amazing. And fun fact, uh, a lot of climbers that climb all the time, no matter their age, no matter their age, have arthritis in their oh. knees from dropping so much. Oh, in their knees. Mm-hmm. Generally, in their hips, knees, and feet. Oh, okay. From just repetitive dropping from high heights. But their hands not so much because they have nice strong fingers and interesting. Yep. Like uh, Amanda had the knees of an 80-year-old. Like we couldn't we couldn't do anything with her. Mm. I had to build her strength in more of like a non-loaded way. So lots of pressing up. Not necessarily mm. leg press, but mm. different things, banded stuff. Um, I did, like, I would load her with walking, like, up an incline and do lateral work on the treadmill and turning around and stuff. And we were able, she was able to have less pain. Yeah. But she. And she was a teenager. She was 17. Oh, my goodness. 17, 18. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I would never have thought of that. And all of them had pain. Mm-hmm. And I trained as young as there were some nine year olds that went to Worlds. Yeah. And they, their legs hurt. Lower back pain is the rower thing. Oh, yes. None of them sit up as much as they should. So they never engage their core as much as they should be. You That's know? fair. Yeah, because you're sitting for a long time. <laughs> yeah. And your hip flexors are activated the entire time. Yes. Okay. <laughs> there it is. Yes. Yeah, lots of low back pain. Those are our dork conversations. And then (laughs) diving, right. Divers, I have heard, have also have a lot of back pain because of the impact from hitting the water. Really? that compression. Do they probably have neck problems too then? No? I don't know if it's as much neck since it at least divides the water, you know, when they have their hands there. So I think that protects their head. Okay. That makes sense. But, yeah. I've met a few divers. Hmm. They're just as weird. <laughs> See, I guess it's just a... They're different weird, though. Oh. I've known a few of them, and mm. I used to play volleyball with one of them, and I love her, like, but she was kind of the type... They were more social, because I've known a few of them, and they were more social, mm-hmm. but, like, didn't... They almost weren't aware that they were really awkward. Like, it's more oh. like the rowers and the mountain climbers. I love making these generalities. But <laughs> yeah. the rowers and the mountain climbers, the rock climbers, they're like, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm weird. We're a little weird. But, so I don't kind of hang out with my people. Versus the divers like, hello, I'm awesome. Mm. <laughs> Do I know you? <laughs> but I would just get, like, life stories from this girl, and I just... I don't, I don't know. Like I, there's, there was really no point that we ever were friends, but I just got talked to enough to where you I was her friend like, like, and not even talked at, like she was having conversation with me, but I had no idea really what started it or <laughs> if she confused me with somebody else or anything, nothing. I, but I don't not like her. I mean. <laughs> I don't know. It's okay. just a weird vibe. I'm just like, oh, That's okay. Funny. I, I, I'm awkward in a different way. <laughs> I'm awkward in a sit in the corner and kind of look weird way. <laughs> well, we did have another topic. We do, and and we can transition. Listen to this. Okay. okay. So we talked about 
the rowers have sore lower backs. We talked about. <laughs> You're yeah. so good at this. <laughs> the uh, the uh, rock climbers had soreness in their hips and their knees and such. And really, were they hurt? Were they sore? Right. So our next topic is being hurt versus be- being sore. Because a lot of times we'll talk to people in the regular day. They're like, oh, man, my back hurts or whatever. I, I injured my back. And then we talk more through it and be like, no, no, you're just sore. Your muscles are sore the same way your leg muscles get sore or your arm muscles get sore. Sometimes your back muscles get sore. It doesn't mean you're hurt. People panic about back. They really do. Back more than anything. Yeah. Sometimes it traps that gets them too because it goes up the neck. Or their neck. Yeah. Yes. And I'm like, you have muscles in there. Yes. That's what makes you able to do this (laughs) this. Does this... (laughs) <laughs> You're sore. Relax. Fine. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, being hurt, obviously, is bad. Be careful with that word. Just don't bandy it around. Like, just don't... You're hurt. No, just hold on. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're not always hurt. <laughs> like, like the toddler. Shoot, I mashed my finger. I need a Band-Aid. <laughs> well, no, you don't. No. You, you didn't even break the skin. <laughs> But for her, she likes the Band-Aids. But it hurts. It hurts. That makes sense. <laughs> but if she was like, I ran around a lot yesterday. Oh, my legs hurt. I'd be like, yeah, you're you, they sore. don't hurt. They're sore. You're sore. It's okay. You can move around. We, uh, I want, I have a really funny sore story. It's so funny. Do you remember LaTorsha? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I love her. So she, she had never worked out, per se. She's a runner, and she had done Spartan races. But she'd never okay. gone to a gym and lifted. So she was fit. So she, her first week, um, and I try to I try to be really careful the first week because if you have not been in the gym and this is kind of this is related, like and if you're so sore that you can't move, like that's terrifying to someone who's never experienced that before. So we were we barely did anything. Like we were very <laughs> careful with, you know. Even if she said she felt good, we stayed at the same weight. Like, no, no. Everything looks in control. We're just going to keep it there. She came in and she was like, I don't, I think I might need, and she's dead serious. She's like, I think I might need to go to the doctor. My arms hurt really bad and it's <laughs> really hard to straighten them out. I think, I think I'm having some sort of a reaction. And I was a like, reaction. I mean, yes. She is having a reaction. <laughs> So you're just sore. Because <laughs> like, we you know we asked the questions to make sure she wasn't hurt, hurt. Yeah. And she's like, I just this. And she, and she is so concerned. Like her face was so serious. And I was, oh honey, you're. This is just muscle soreness. This is. Here's what we're gonna do to help you. Like you know, talk about water intake and her protein intake and her timing of her eating and making right. sure she gets all that in. She's like, so it's okay. Yeah. That's really cute. It was the cutest thing. And <laughs> if you knew LaTorsha, it's even ten times cuter. Yes. <laughs> so, yes. so genuinely concerned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's my best source story I have. The other ones are just annoying. <laughs> <laughs> like, and so I, I guess that question could come up is how do I know, especially when we're talking about a back. Yes. How do I know if it's just muscle soreness versus an injury? Right. And... I'm, the best thing I can say is, okay, let's look at what you've done. You know, when you were working out, let's say deadlifts or whatever, 
did you feel anything happen during those deadlifts? If you were totally fine through the deadlifts, then think about, did I do more than what I normally do? Did I do heavier uh -huh. weight than I've done before? Did I do more reps than I normally do? All these things. That would lead to muscle soreness. Usually, if you get hurt, you know it right away. Yeah. If it's a back injury, you're like, oh, that's yeah, bad. That's the noise. That's actually it. <laughs> yes. That's how it feels. That's what sound comes out. If you can hear from across the gym, you know exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yes. also ask yourself if it's movement related. So, if I turn, oh, ow. And it's not a pinch, it's more like a pull or something like mm -hmm. that. That's going to be more muscular. Um, if you are afraid to move, not just it's a little sore, like not just as you move you feel it, but you really don't want to move. Because you know it's going to give you one of those sharp, owie, God, get me the hell out of this sort of a pain. That is hurt. Yeah, that's hurt. That's bad. That's bad. <laughs> um, also, if it hurts all the time unrelated to movement like mm -hmm. if it's just kind of a constant all the time pain that could be more related to a possible disc problem mm -hmm. or uh, arthritis that you maybe didn't know mm -hmm. that you had but it's been flared up you can have arthritis related to uh poor nutrition and mm -hmm. increased movement so if you've started moving around and you're and you your nutrition is shit well and then you start feeling like oh my god my knees hurt my elbows hurt and it's just sitting around probably related to some sort of reaction you're having in relation to inflammation. So that would not, that would be chronic hurt, not sore. Yes. But I like <laughs> to just, I mean, like, if you do this, like, do you hurt right now? If you're just sitting there, do this. Okay, you're probably fine. Yeah. It's probably fine. Some of your um, muscle soreness can lead into what you think might be joint pain, but it's not joint pain. It's just your muscles. Really pulling on that joint and if you can do some mobility of some sort that will also help um if you are sore let's talk about levels of soreness okay so what do you describe as yes go ahead go work out sore how would you describe that hmm uh that that's a difficult one for me yeah. maybe because i've been working out so long <laughs> right right <laughs> And there's always something that is sore. So, That's your life now. That's your life now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so generally, if I'm just sore, you know, and it only hurts when I move a little bit, I'll move a little bit more, like not adding any weight or anything, but mm. just trying to go through the movement. And usually it will feel fine, loosen right up. I call it getting the cobwebs out and things are all good. Then I say, yeah, go for it. Right. Uh, there's, if it's a, a soreness where you actually feel weak soreness, mm. then I would say do not train that body part. Yeah. Wait. I'm trying to think of how to describe it. Yeah. <laughs> like, there is a soreness I do not want you to work through. Correct. I mean, I don't. I don't generally see my clients at that level. It's more me mm -hmm. <laughs> that I see at that level. Yeah. And we, like, I'll do, I usually do a training split. So I'll have a, one body part not generally train more than twice a week. Mm -hmm. So for me individually, if I'm still sore by the next time 
it comes around to that, it's generally very dissipated and I can do it again. So I don't, I don't have to worry about training legs when they're super sore generally. Right. Just because I have it split up so much. But you, little miss squat every day, queen. Oh my God. (laughs) So, um, the way that I judge whether I'm going to, because I left out some things in my last workout and it was because I describe it as I do not feel like I'm going to be able to recover properly from additional trauma (laughs) to my muscles. And it feels different than just being sore. I know what being mm-hmm. sore feels like. I know that I'll be fine if I move. I mean, I'll pout and I'll cry, but I'll feel fine after about, you know, 10 to 20 minutes of warming up, just moving yeah. around. Um, getting pre-workout in, feeling good, I'll be fine. But there's, so that's a good judge. I mean, that's probably the main one is if you warm up and you're still just not, it's not moving right or firing right. Um, yeah, and I guess that's what I described as the weakness. Yeah, is where you you you're at a weight where you know you should be able to move yeah. this well, and something's just not firing right, or it feels very weak, or right. Maybe you're having to think about it. <laughs> Sometimes that muscle seems kind of numb. Yes. To me. Yeah. So we ran out of time, but we're going to continue because we're not done with our topic. Yeah, so this is a good one. This is a good one. Um, sores, if movement will make it feel better. Okay. Too sore is if additional movement is going to make it so that you are unable to work out. Mm-hmm. So... If you're too sore, you might be encouraging an injury. Yes. Encouraging or hurt. rhabdomyolysis. Yeah. Which none of us like. No, no one likes that. <laughs> none of us like it. Very rarely, like, I, it's not a thing that 90% of, 95% of the population really has to worry about mm-hmm. on their own. Right. Although, Kyle did tell me a story. So, um, his brother had a friend go get a trainer. And I guess just this guy who hasn't worked out, like, just destroyed him Mm. in his first workout. And he's like, are you sure this isn't too hard? Asked the trainer. The trainer's like, well, I do this to see where everybody's at. Well, pissing Brown, had to go to the hospital. Oh, my gosh. Like, poor guy. I, I asked, I was like, can, I mean, can he, is he capable of suing him? Because he should never be in this profession. That certainly shouldn't be your initial assessment. No. <laughs> it was a, one of the free workouts, you know, that you get at a gym or oh. whatever. And that's what they want to do. It's oh like, make gosh. you feel like shit. So. No. No. And I, I mean, I can't even describe to you the level of damage you do outside of it. It's not just when you're in the hospital. Like, you could have liver problems later kind mm-hmm. of thing. You could have muscular issues in development later because of this. This is not, that's not okay. But anyway. Not okay. So. And it, it gained a lot of popularity. Like this was not a term that was common among people who worked out. Mm-hmm. But it got a lot of, I say popularity, that's, it, it became infamous when CrossFit. Super popular. <laughs> Have you tried Rabdo? <laughs> CrossFit became very popular itself. Yes. Because there were a lot of poor coaches mm-hmm. 
and they would coach people well beyond what their true capabilities were because I think in a lot of places it, the goal was, hey, how, how close can we get them to throwing up, to dying? Yeah. And the whole... It's improved a lot more since then, so... Yeah. <laughs> and the whole theory behind CrossFit when it first started was start with the elite programming and scale it back. Well, nobody wants to be scaled. Right. So automatically <laughs> you're putting people in a mindset of go as hard as I can lift as much as I can, go as fast as I can. Oh, there's classes every day. Oh, there's a free workout on Saturday. Mm -hmm. I got open gym on Sunday. (laughs) I don't have a muscle up yet. I need to get it. So you just kind of just bred into that, just the whole idea behind it. I don't think they really use that anymore. No, I don't think so either. Even I don't think they even use that phrase anymore ever. Which is scaled? Of of always start with elite and go back. Now it's like the rest of the fitness world. Yeah, they... Start with where you are mm-hmm. and build up. Yes. Yeah. So, like, the program, the conditioning program that I follow, they do, you start with an assessment. And it's very long. Like, I was very surprised. But it goes through, what are you running this in? How many of these can you do after you do this many of these kind of thing? You do this whole thing, and you just kind of do it in your own time, and you don't have to do them all at once. But Or if you already know, which, you know, I have a good gist of where I'm at. But then they tell you where they want you to be programming-wise. Like oh, that's what cool. level that you need to be in, which is the first one I've seen. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. I've basically seen, oh, if you can't hack this program, we've got this one. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, yeah. And it's like, well. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't power snatch 155 oh. for time. Like. Boo-boo face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> fuck you too. Like, instead, here, this is where I need you to go so that you can get better. Because you're not going to get better doing this crazy program when you don't have the time to train or recover or the skills um, and you're going to compensate for everything and then hurt yourself. (laughs) Points at self. Points at self. Asterisk. So (laughs) I just, um, that is, that is the difference between hurt and sore. And that is one of the consequences of ignoring sore. Yeah. And I do have an interesting story, and this y'all can find this on YouTube as well. So there was a competition between four women of different. <gasps> I loved this. <laughs> different uh, workout modalities, I guess. So we had a bodybuilder, a powerlifter, a CrossFitter, and what am I Bo- missing? Okay, Dana Lynn Bailey, right? Yes. So bodybuilder, powerlifter was Maddie. Oh, Olympic lifter. Oh, yeah, yeah, an Olympic Maddie. lifter. So we had two Maddies. And then Dana Lynn Bailey and I never remember that CrossFit gal's name. Uh, was it Brooke Ends? Yeah, okay. Brooke Ends. Yeah. And so anyway, they each all had, yeah, these are all top, top, top of their game. Top of percent. And so they each had to do different competitions where they each had to do a bodybuilding competition. They each had to do a, really just posing, none of them died <laughs> down. <laughs> and, uh, um, posing. A CrossFit workout, a powerlifting workout, and an Olympic, find their max clean or whatever it was. Yeah. And so anyway, that's I'm bringing this up because Dana Lynn Bailey got rhabdo after the CrossFit workout. And what she was said... Was it rowing? I know that they had... There was some rowing, and I know that they had the sit-ups, the GHD sit-ups in there. Oh, and I think that's the one yeah. that did it. That makes sense. And she said... Throughout the workout, she 
you know, she felt soreness and, you know, it was a difficult workout, whatever. And afterwards she felt sore. She said, I didn't feel any more sore than I might normally. And then a few days later, of course, you know, nothing goes away. She's still as terribly sore as she was before. And of course, then the peeing brown and all that. So, but you know, you could be an elite athlete and still an extremely competitive (laughs) elite athlete and then find yourself going too far yeah. For what you're used to doing. Your body learns those things. That's why mm-hmm. it's called conditioning. Yes. So, I mean, and it can be, you can condition your body to do anything if you take the time to do it and you do it the right way. So, yeah, yeah GHD sit-ups suck for the elite. <laughs> like, right. And so then for her to, you know, obviously she could physically do them. Right. But her body was not at all conditioned for that sort of thing. No. And, and the extended range of motion yes. is really, it's that. Mm. Rhabdo is basically like a disintegration of your muscle and your body trying to process it. Mm-hmm. And it can't. It's awful. It's yeah. awful. The description, like if you go through and you read the scientific description of Rhabdo, it it's is super gross. It's like a, it's like a horror movie. It like, is very much. It's. Awful. Like, I even read it as a liquefaction of your muscle tissue. And it's like, no, that's not supposed to happen. Yeah, and your peeing brown (laughs) is your kidneys not being able to function. Yeah. Like, it's bad. You're peeing out your muscles. Oh. So gross. That's so gross. I cannot. And so, and that's from you, That that's, I mean... Everybody's level, like, uh, threshold for rhabdo is different. Certainly. So... If you're a brand new person, you can get rhabdo by just working out too hard one day and not listening to your body. Yeah. And you don't know. I mean, when you're new, you don't know. Right. And you need to to be paying attention. And if you're working with a trainer, you know, let them know this is beyond what I feel comfortable Mm -hmm. doing. And, you know, a good trainer will listen to that. And they'll know when they can encourage you to do one or two more reps. But they're certainly not going to say, okay, no, you need to finish this 150, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) <laughs> or they do and should get mobbed. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Throw things at them. So that rhabdo would be called hurt. Hurt. <laughs> and that's hurt without being hurt. If you have a hospital really? visit, right. Yeah. And that's hurt. <laughs> right. So, I mean, just know. And then there is a certain amount of soreness, a certain level of soreness that you're going to want to go work out to help with. So you're going to want to go to the gym and you're going to want to move around or you can always change your modality. So let's say you lifted heavy, heavy, heavy weights. Go ahead and do some cardio. Mm -hmm. Do something that's not going to put the same type of stress on your muscles as what is what hurts is what hurts. So we talked about different muscle fiber types, which we might have to revisit, but that is related to that. Like, if I, the other day, there was no way I was touching a weight, not a heavy weight, nothing, nothing above 30% of my max of anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's pretty light. <laughs> so light. I don't want to touch anything. So I just did, I picked out conditioning workouts from my programming and I did all of that, which was a terrible idea because my calves hurt really bad now because there's a million double unders. But, <laughs> but had I done that, I have been in such a level of soreness that I've stayed within my adaptability ranges but there I don't if I would have I don't think I would have been able to lift the rest of the week if I had lifted my normal programming on Wednesday I think that's the day that was but so 
And that takes practice and takes time. Yeah, it takes paying attention. Yeah, you'll be able to, as you get better at it, you'll be able to tell the difference. But maybe when you're just starting, maybe have, follow a beginner's program. Just so, because you're not going to know what that feels like or where your limits are. Or hire someone. Yeah, we do that. We do that. It's crazy. We do that <laughs> even when you're not with us. Yes. Yes. So, anyway, that's kind of our breakdown of hurt versus sore. Uh, figure out the difference because if you're constantly telling your trainer you're hurt, it's just stressful. We don't want to hurt you. That's not. No, that's not like, at all our goal. If the word hurt should spin your personal trainer into a panic. Mm-hmm. Like, you should see me flip around. Hurt? What hurts? Why are you hurting? <laughs> I'm just sore. <laughs> well, let's say that. <laughs> that is entirely different. Those are two different things. <laughs> you don't want a re- reputation as a trainer who hurts people. I can tell you that much. That's for sure. That's a that's a dream killer, right there. A dream killer. Mm-hmm. Yep. Also a nightmare. That one, and horror movies. Rabdo. There should be Rabdo. Ooh. It's just people walking out and then going to the hospital. And then just like showing this is this is what a pee looks like. Oh my god! Like zoom in on it. Show show the actual like videos of what's happening to your muscles inside your body. It's bad. It's terrible. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Mm-mm. All right. Me too. Um, well, look at you guys. You got more than an hour today. Bonus. Bonus for you. And us, because we're talking. <laughs> so. Not for any extra penny to them, either. You guys. <laughs> you really need to help us out here. <laughs> but um, but I'm sure I will be extremely exhausted. Yeah. In about five minutes. <laughs> yeah. But yes. Nap time. Nap time. But that was good. Good job, team. That was good. All right. Well, anyway, lift often. Lift heavy. And we will talk to you next week. Bye. Hope you liked the episode today. This is Janelle with Cardinal Muscle Performance. You can find Cardinal Muscle Performance on Instagram at Cardinal Muscle Performance. You can find it on Facebook, Cardinal Muscle Performance. You can find me on Instagram at Janelle Nicole underscore athlete or on Facebook at just Janelle Nicole. And this is Deborah Hammett, uh, owner of Serious Results. You can find me on Instagram at Serious Results. And... Uh, personally at DMZ Hammett and you can find me on Facebook at Serious Results Personal Training. Mm-hmm. Uh, give us a like. Give, give us, us a, a like, listen. Follow, subscribe. Yeah, follow, all those good things. We love you. We hope you love us. Talk to you soon. Bye.